It's been something I wanted to learn for a long time already. And it was a Sefer that came to me. It was a Sefer that came uh, a few months ago. Yossi, I think you were the shliach to give it to me. It could be. This Sefer has been sitting on my shelf. I, whenever I, whenever I, I, I take it down, I get such chiyas for a few minutes. And that is a Sefer that's called Nafshi Tidum. Nafshi Sidum. Basically, we just said, and we say in the Shemona Asher, it's based on the tefillah that we say in, uh, in Elokai Netzor. We say the famous tefillah from, is it uh, Rava or... I forget who right now. We say the tefillah v'ilmil kalai nafshi sidom v'nafshi le'afar la'kol tiyeh. What does it mean that my soul should be like afar before everyone? This is basically a whole sefer about bizionot. About going through bizionot. About going through disgraces. About how to deal, a halachic status, of dealing with insults, dealing with being deceived, not deceiving others, going through humiliation, and all the different halachic, and also machshavadik things, inyanim, that are all shayach to. And he starts off, and this sefer is, is, is a very powerful sefer. I think it's one thing that everyone can say that even if you don't run after it, it runs after you at a certain point in life. Each person feels at a certain point in life a certain shtikl bizayon, shtikl bit of a, a feeling disgraced, a feeling going through something lo naim, lo tov. But if we learn the right kelim, how to deal with it, and what the halacha has to say about it, Everyone that's been through it and that has come out with a tikkun amidos understands that this is an incredible, incredible opportunity of self-refinement and purification in ways that you can reach that something that would take you millions of years if you didn't go through it. One of the reasons why I feel so close to the Sefer, obviously, it's because it's from, written from someone that went through it. So he knows what he's talking about. He's a dear friend of the Kihila. I just spoke to him before Mincha and got such chiyas knowing that we're going to start to learn this a little bit. And I think it'll give us a, a tremendous amount of koach and do some very important inner work uh, in, in, the, in just the day-to-day grind of how we have to get about doing what we have to do in this world. So one of the things that we know about this inyan of dealing with bizyonos is that there's no masechta. <laughs> there's no masechet bizyonot. There's not a proper masechet that says this is exactly all the ins and outs of what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to go through such a thing. We have a few Gemaras here and there. We have definitely Pirkei Machshava throughout a lot of the Sfarim, especially the Sifrei Moser, and also a bunch of the Sifrei Chassidus. But the famous Gemara comes to mind, the Masech the Gitten, that we all know of. Ha-ne'elavim ve'inan ovim, shomim cherpasan ve'in mashivim, osin me'ahava usmichin bi'isurim alein akasav omer ve'ohavav ketzeis Hashemiz we know this very, it's, it's a very beautiful thing. It's a pretty mysterious. We're not really sure what it means. And what the Sefer is going to do is to help us attempt to understand what the premise of this statement is. Those that are insulted, that get insulted, but then don't lash out and don't insult others. And you hear your own cherpa and you don't answer back. This is very much related. We're going to see how we're going to touch upon Torah Vav and Likute Maran, which is all about this Indian. The Ikar of Tshuva is obviously to get to this place, but to really be living in that place, to be a person that really lives in that, in that place where I know what to do when Bizionos come my way. It's a different life. And again, anyone that's tasted this knows exactly what I'm talking about. Alavai, I should know what I'm talking about. Definitely gone through Bizionos. I definitely am not going to say that I knew how to deal with them properly. But this is a very, very important Indian in a Yisod that's going to help us 
with a lot of other areas in life that all have to do with Tikkun Hamidus. And he brings down here a very important thing, that when someone learns something like this type of topic, he's muftachlo, he has a certain promise for long, <laughs> a long and happy life. When this becomes something that I take on head on, and I don't wait for it to happen. What does he base it on? A very interesting czar. Listen to the czar. The czar says like this, czar Chadash Midrash Rus. Kruza kariz b'chol yoma. A voice comes out every single day. And it says like this, Zakain inun chevraya de mishtadli be'oraisa, ve'inun de mezakain lo l'achrinan, ve'inun de ma'avirin al midosayun. Every single day a voice comes out from heaven, and it proclaims praise really are those that learn Torah, that are dealing with Torah. The Torah is there's life, that's one. And they have mezaka as harabim. That means the opportunity to teach or share something that you learned with others. That's the second thing. And the third thing is, the hardest one, I would say, Misha Mavir al Midosa. That means a person that takes this and doesn't just keep this in the realm of theoretical of theory, but mamish practical. These three things, learning Torah, Mezakeh the Rabbim, and then taking what they learned to basically be Mavir al Mavir al is a term that we, you know, obviously, we, we liken it to the way we, we ask Hashem, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and Slichos. Mavir al means whatever is my natural state of being, and I'm naturally going to leash out, or I'm naturally going to do something like this, I go above and beyond. Somehow I'm able to transcend what the natural me would do. Because when we naturally respond to something, like Rabbi Riskin told us the first week we were learning here in Smicha, he said, when it comes to self-justification, everyone is the greatest Hamid Chacham Tzadik Yisad that ever existed. When it comes to self-justification, Zatomeret, when I naturally respond in a manner that makes sense to my nature, it's clear to me as daylight that that is right. Why? Why? I don't know. But I, I'm telling you that's the right thing to do. This person ripped into me, I'm going to rip back into him at that moment. Why? Because for sure it's a It can't be that it's not. Anyone that's able to, able to be Mavir al Midosav to go above that. And we're going to give a lot of different examples of what that means. We're going into a world of Nikayon Pnimi, of really getting clean inside. And like we said before, taking the whole world of Taharas Amidas, of purifying our Midot, taking it to the next level. But we have to do something to understand the halachas here and how this plays out with the simple thing of a Hagdara. Hagdara means a definition. What is a Bizayon? What is a disgrace? It can mean certain things to different people. <coughs> Bless you. We have, you say, for a Chinuch, we have Svarim that help us understand you know, what this Hagdara literally means. What's the meaning of this? So let's see what he says like this. The way he, he, he's going to, we're going to go inside, but first he gives a nice paragraph which explains it, I think, very, uh, very clearly. Bizayon hu kol maase odibur hagorem tsar, busha, klima, ilavon, opgia, bichvod hazulat. The definition of a disgrace, of a bizayon, I'm not even sure disgrace is the right word over here, but let's just use it as bizayon. Anyone that uh, any action or word which causes pain, shame, embarrassment, insult, or any level of hurt in the covet of someone else, ben b'shogeg or ben whether it was accidentally or it was by purpose, ben berabim, ben whether it was through, obviously, with the larger crowd is more, pro- more of a problem, 
But even if it's one-on-one, sometimes we're like, listen, I'm not going to be ripping to this guy because there's a lot of people here. I'm going to wait till we're one-on-one. So maybe shkoyach, you were able to, you know, pachot busha barabim, but the inyan itself of, of reprimanding, of going, not reprimanding, but of unleashing and not going through the bizayon, that didn't change whether it's yachid or whether it's rabim. Ube'inyan dibur, ein chelek ben emes l'sheker, and now you could say, listen, I was saying emes. So that if I'm saying emes, does that fall under being mavaz someone? Absolutely, 100%. You know how you could learn all of Hilchas Chofetz Chaim, of the, of the Shmir Salashan, from the Chofetz Chaim, and you can come out with all the heterim to figure out exactly how I can speak Lashon Hara about somebody. There's a way, you can, you can learn like that too, right? I learned every single Indian of how it's mutter for me, B'Shem Hashem Tzmakos, Tzmazel Tov. You found the way to go through it, but the inyan of taking advantage of an opportunity of going through a bizayon, you missed it. And that's the chaval here. So this, for this category of bizayonot, also ben emes l'sheker, same thing. And anyone that falls into the category of causing pain, of insult, or embarrassing falls under the category of, biz- of, of bizionos, which the Torah, of course, says it's absolutely usr. Now, where does the Torah say that it's usr to mevaza someone? What pasuk do we have in the Torah that says it's absolutely forbidden and it's usr? Here's where it gets a little bit tricky. Because you could take a bunch of different jirashas off of psukim and say this is what it means. For instance, let's throw out some, like what? Great. Beautiful. Jirash. Not pshat. Drush, yeah? Kedoshim to you. What else? V'lesachalu is Shem Kochim. I don't know. You could, what else? Throw out a few more. Where you could say on this, this is what it means. The Torah, this is how we know the Torah says, Bizayon is Asa. So, so he was, so who was, who was going through a he didn't want to embarrass the boys. He didn't want to embarrass the boys. They had their eyes closed. He closed his hands. He wouldn't have known that he switched his hands. Another great example. I mean, these are great examples. That, that could be a very easy one to say, listen, it probably falls under that category and, and many, many others. But there's dafka something that the Achronim used, the Rishonim and the Achronim used to understand where the concept of bizayon is... You want to say something? When, with the uh, eating of the... How so? You're getting trippy already. They were embarrassed because they were... They, they, they knew they were naked. And the Shem says, like, how did you know? came out of that. Okay, you're going... It's this first minchamar, if you're already at the... Okay, let's, let's, see, let's see inside. We have a, just a, a number of more... Uh, a few more minutes here. This is, this is something very, very powerful. So when the Torah says, V'lo sonu ishes amitso, V'lo tonu ishet amito. What's ona'a? Ona'a is deception. That's the best way we can understand the word ona'a. There are three types of ona'a, of an iser to deceive. Ona'at varim, ona'at mamon, and ona'at karkaot. When it comes to words, you could be deceiving. When it comes to money, and when it comes to property, property, which some say those two are very similar, but there are chilukim over there. Here he's saying that the pasuk, that one cannot deceive his fellow, 
So Rashi, Rabbeinu B'chai, the Rambam, the Balachinuch learn from here the Isser for Ona'at Varim, for not deceiving with your, with your mouth, meaning, Shelo Yaknis es Chavero, Yaknis is to, uh, irrit, to, like, to, to irritate, to say something to, like, to get to your friend, when a person comes for advice and you tell him, basically, you know, this happened recently, I saw two people at a, at a table that, found, that realized that they know someone that's a gvir. They just didn't know he was a gvir, but they knew him. Then they started doing cheshbonos in their mind, who's going to get to him first to get some money for their project? And I saw one of them told the other one an eitzah, which would have basically enabled him to be the first one to get there. Dvarim shebechol yom, these things happen all the time. So he says over here, that you can't, this falls under Onaz Varim, to deceive someone, is to give someone Eitzah, which is not proper. So he says, The Poskim learn out from here that Bizionos fall under what's called Haknata, what's falling under basically saying things which are really deceiving. Because you end up causing a bizayan to that person. We're in the Emes, you really cause a bizayan for yourself. So the Chinuch says like this in Mephorosh, in Sefer al-Chinuch, Mitzvah Tav, Kuv, Samech Tet, L'shon Sifri, Lo Tonenu, Zo Onaz Dvarim. Tolomar Shelo Necharpeu Venevzeu Bidvarim, Bechol Sheken Bemaise. We have to make sure, obviously with action you can't deceive, but even with words, when you deceive someone, you're basically causing a bizayan at that moment. You're disgracing. So we see over here that this Bizayon, he continues with explaining what it means. Shelo lehonot echad misrael bidvarim. Klomar shelo nomar liisrael dvarim sheyach ivel viitzaruhu. Falling under the category of lo tonu ishet amito is not just what we said before, but it's also telling him things which will cause him pain. Now, how is that a deception? Because you may come like such a tzaddik and say, "I'm telling you things that really it's for your benefit." And really when the person's, what he's telling you is ripping into your kishkas and making you feel awful. He says, this falls under the same category. Shoresh mitzvah zayadua. The tikkun for this, obviously, the shoresh of this mitzvah. Latet shalom ben abriot. Vegodal ha-shalom shebo abrocha mitzuya ba'olam. Vekosha ha-machlokes. Kama klolos vekama takolos tluyos ba'olam. So he says over here that the, the mitzvah of all mitzvahs is godal ha-shalom. Now, you can be such an Eberchacham and say, listen, with shame, shalom, I'm going to go and rip into this person. Try to fix everything else in your life before you tip this on as like halacha l'maysa, that you know how to do this properly. Because when you cause a bizoyim by acting like this, we're going to see in a second that this causes severe, severe damage. So first of all, we're not speaking about the person receiving a bizoyim. First, we're talking about, God forbid, that you become the person that's causing a disgrace and an insult into someone. And... We'll just say one more thing is that even though it's true that this is what's called a love she'emba ma'isa, which we'll probably talk about in a different day, which this is one of the chumras that we say are not as bad as love she'yeshba ma'isa, a love that actually does have an action. Chofetz Chaim says like this, Onaz dvarim, this is in Shmir HaSalashim, Onaz dvarim higamken nichneset bichlal l'shon hara. This deceiving, this causing a bizayan, this falls into the category of Lashon Hara. Nimtzah shekol divrei ha'gnai v'chol ha'onchim ha'muskarnim b'in in Lashon Hara b'Torah 
בנביאים, בכסובים, בש"ס, במדרשים, בזוהר הקדוש, בספרי מוסר, ספרי הלכה, כולם חלים ותקפים לגבי זה שמקנית ומבזה עץ הזולה. He hasn't yet begun to explain what the transformation that a person could be going through when being humiliated. But first he's being very clear as to what falls under this category. We should have a lot of siyad dishmaya to learn these halachas, to learn this inyan gracefully with a lot of patience. And chas v'shalom, we should never be on the end that causes a person to go through this nisayim. But if we do, God forbid, go through a nisayim like this, We should learn the tools and remember what's available for us at that exact moment. Because like the Zohar HaKadosh says, when I'm able to learn what to do, teach others what to do with going through Rabbi Zion, and actually transforming myself, Muftach Lo, the, the greatest promises are waiting for a person like this. Okay. 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 Okay.